Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and the internet friend who knows all your teenage secrets. And that's me, Alicia Herder. And now I'm very nervous, Tara Keck. On today's episode, Witchy Weddings, Witches in the News, and a spell for a very special patron. Oh, I don't know who this is. Oh, and I hope they know who they are. Oh my gosh. Because they asked this question a month ago. Oh my gosh. I hope they're sweating. I hope they're so excited. <laughs> I love that. What's up? Hi. We're back. We listen. We even gone a minute. Yo. Alicia, she's been going through something. <laughs> I've been going through something. We're growing hair longer, shorter in my case. Oh, mine's longer. And what else? Are we taller yet? No. Damn it. No. Makes it sound like someone died. We're not going through anything. I was just upstate. <laughs> That's kind of like going through something. Working out a movie. I'm that was it. There were bees up there, I bet. There were mosquitoes. bees. There were way too many insects. Way too many bugs. <laughs> there was like a tick every other day. Never on me. They don't like me. Really? Mm-hmm. I wonder what it is about your blood content. I don't know. Alcohol high? Actually, I think maybe that's not it, and that's why everyone else got it. It's because they were consuming Because they had time to drink alcohol, and I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> And so the ticks were like, eh, not her. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Could you see the Milky Way? From where? From, From upstate? Uh, upstate. I didn't have time to look up. <laughs> I was so busy. <laughs> I talk about don't look up, can't look up. <laughs> can't look up. I'm so glad that you were in the wilderness, though, because you are you're nice. kind of a wilderness lady. There needs to be some kind of happy medium. It was almost too much wilderness. Like when it's. A 40-minute round trip to go to Starbucks, it's, like, a little too much for me. Mm-hmm. So I have to find my, like, happy medium, I think. Where do you think that is? Is that, like, the edge of the suburb? Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't think I've found it yet. Mm-hmm. It's probably not in Maine. That's, that's my guess. Our, that's our plan. And we better find the one Starbucks in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fuck, try to fucking geolock down. Maine would like- be pretty cool, though. Maine would be pretty cool. They have moose in Maine. They do? Allegedly. I've never seen one. So are they real? So the scientists are out. I never saw a bear in Ithaca either, so I just heard. But I don't know. You shouldn't trust everything you hear. I don't trust anything I hear. The only person I trust is myself. (laughs) What about the sound of your own voice? Do you trust her? No. Because what I learned from film shoots is I am very charming and I will white lie all day. (laughs) And I am very good at it. And I was like, wow, I have truly found my power. (laughs) You should be a politician. I was like, I was thinking I should be like a salesman. Yeah, maybe. Be like door to door selling like TVs or remotes or whatever they used to do. Computers, computers. (laughs) Remotes. (laughs) I don't know. Watches. Sell you a good remote. Yeah. (laughs) Just pocket watches. Maybe. Be like, be Will Smith in that one movie. With, with this kid, and he's running, or he slept in a toilet, something like that. Remember? Oh, yeah. The one about the American dream. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That he got. Yeah. And lied to a generation of people. <laughs> so Will Smith might also be very charming and very good at white lies. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. 
But yeah, so, you know, learning new things about myself, skills, building skills, yes. building up my resume, special skills great, section. Great at lying. Beautiful teeth. <laughs> Beautiful teeth. Very charming. Yeah. Yes. Just all good things. Aww. How have you been? Well, I've been missing you. I know. I like literally have been missing you so much. I know. So you were probably going through something. I, no, I mean, I have just been spending a lot of time alone from my core crew, mm. which means I've been spending a lot of time in the public sphere. Oh. Which is exhausting. Just been trying to keep busy mm-hmm. and... I don't know. It's hard to not record for a month and for someone to be like, how are you? And I'm like, well, I've read a lot of books. I've seen a lot of TV. My dog, I'm taking her off her medicine because she's fucking insane. Wait, what medicine is she on? She was on Prozac for like six months. And now you're taking her off it? I'm taking her off of it because I just don't think it was helping. Oh, okay, okay. Because she didn't stop peeing. (laughs) She didn't stop being insane. (laughs) She just peed more. Yeah. Okay. Um, for different reasons. Okay, that's fair. But no, I'm I'm really good. The day that we're recording this, our ninth year Patreon episode came out. I've had several people DM me and be like, are you okay? Really? <laughs> yeah. I had one and it was like, it was a great episode. And I was like, Oh, really? You. Yeah. I had several people be like, who did this to you? And I was like, well, <laughs> first names only, but uh, anyway. Many people. Many people. Many Honestly, people. everyone I've ever met done me dirty done me wrong they're all my enemies no i'm really i'm doing great i'm really pumped for i just got a new studio so i'm gonna be doing an open studio studio warming party in (gasps) july which i'm really pumped about and then um well send me the invite absolutely 100 percent. yeah and then i got just like so many honestly very on topic weddings (gasps) that i have to go to oh my god get to go to get to go to is the appropriate Half forced to go to against my will, blindfolded, pushed onto a train, <laughs> branded. I don't know where I branded. am. I have a fucking Nexium. <laughs> um, yeah, like I think there's probably like two that for the rest of the year that I'm like really pumped about. One is very far away. It's in October. The next one is in end of July. And the rest are just like a nightmare situation clustered mm-hmm. in August which is the hottest month to Why have. would you get married in August? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's just like people are like, oh, I want to get married in summer, like during the wedding season. And then well, they're like, well, what we have left? Because everyone else is okay, like booked up. Are indoor? Uh, AC. Yo, this one of them outdoor. <gasps> the other one in Louisville. <gasps> the other one, Minneapolis. I have no thoughts about it. Where is that? <laughs> oh. Is that Missouri uh, or Minnesota? <laughs> I think it's Wisconsin. No. I think so. Minneapolis can't be in Wisconsin. Maybe no, maybe that it's Madison. Make any sense. Madison's in Wisconsin. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, because that's by St. Paul, right? That'll be fine. You are much better at directions than I thought you were. I've would. been to St. Paul once. <gasps> For what reason? A film festival. Oh, that's very cute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've been to Madison, Wisconsin once. I For a secret reason. For a couchsurfing.com event, <laughs> <laughs> and it was sick. Madison, Wisconsin is awesome. Really? It's cool. It's fucking cool. What do they do? What is that? Everyone fucking bikes. It's very like healthy. People are just engaged with the environment. Lots of cheese. Lots of breweries. Like very fucking cool. Like a mini Portland maybe? I think it's cooler than Portland. Really? Portland's very gray. Fair. Yeah. 
I would imagine Wisconsin would also be very pretty. No, it's gorgeous. Really? It's just like green and blue skies because you're in like the Midwest West. Should we change our plan? To move to Wisconsin? Yeah. No. Okay. No. Fair. No. But that's fine. So today. <gasps> I love weddings. Yeah. Okay. So tell me. How yes. do you feel? How are, how are you feeling about weddings? Oh, I love weddings. You were just at a wedding. I, I was just at a wedding. I love the dancing. I love that. I'm not paying for food that day. <laughs> I love it when there's drinks. Mm-hmm. Do you like being in weddings or do you prefer to just be a guest? Both. Really? Being in weddings has the financial pressure mm-hmm. that I do not enjoy. But afterwards, I mostly look cute. Not all the time do I look cute. It depends what the outfit is. But sometimes I'm like, mm, okay, looking good, mm-hmm. looking good. And then you're like, you know, you have to be in the pictures if you're part of the wedding. Yeah. When you're not part of the wedding, you might not be in any pictures. That's the risk you take. I kind of feel like if you have a wedding Mm -hmm. and you like the people that you've invited, you should make sure there's at least one photo of each person. Well, the problem is the moment you whip out the photographer, everyone scatters. Really? And you have to like wrangle them. Well, then there's just, and then there's just the Tara of the event who's like, hi, me? Do you want... Like this? You like raise your hand. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, hello. <laughs> I'm like in behind all the bridesmaids like, oh, what's up? What are you guys doing over here? On tiptoe. Yeah. <laughs> hello. Exactly. Desperately. Oh, did I show you the picture from Jan's wedding? No. The only picture of me? This is what I'm talking about. When you're not in the wedding, this is what happens. I printed it out. The oh, document. Paper, paper. This looks like a fucking like, have you seen this couple? <laughs> I know. Look at my little fist. You look like a little babushka. Like, you're like hiding secret government documents. You're about to take out this alien wife of Jan's. Mm-hmm. Like, what? I feel like it's like if you went one frame over, you'd see the gunman. <laughs> you'd see the gun in your pocket. Yeah. Damn, girl. Yeah, hire a good photographer. Yeah. Make sure everybody looks nice, except for your enemies. I'm all about splurging. Yeah? Fucking throw your money around. When else can you? You know? It looks gratuitous other times. At a wedding, it's like, whew. Oh, yeah. Thank God they got those two four-string quartets. Mm-hmm. God bless. Mm-hmm. It's like I finally hear music for the first time in my life. I see color. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So we do just want to say congratulations to Fabio and Gloria, who partially inspired this episode. A hundred percent. Congrats, Fabio and Gloria. Um, but we also want to say that it's ad break time, gang. What's up? We have an ad. Don't skip. This episode is brought to you by Blessed Bee Magic. Blessed Bee Magic creates discreet, beautiful talisman jewelry for witches crafted to remind you of your magic. With over 700 five-star reviews, they ship worldwide with fast and free shipping within the U.S., Their rose quartz collection is to die for. It's so gorgeous. Magical, modern, and their Hecate wheel collection is back in stock as of last week. Gotta get it now. Not sure where to begin? You can shop by intention. The witches at Blessed Be Magic have provided a special ritual for our episode on witching weddings. They said, to enchant our jewelry with your intentions and blessings for your marriage, Touch your talisman and project your best wishes for the future marriage as you're saying your vows. Oh my God, think of how powerful that would be. I was just imagining like, you know, like you're holding like this beautiful necklace and then you're also like holding and hand fasting with your 
partner and like how beautiful that would be. I love that. Blessed Bee Magic offers tasteful witchy designs, budget-friendly prices, and a discount code just for Witch Yes Baby Witches. Use code WITCHYES15 for 15% off all full-price talisman jewelry at blessedbemagic.com. That's magic with a CK, baby. Wink. All right, we're back. We're back. I blacked out. I had a seizure. (laughs) Where were we? I don't know. (laughs) We had twin seizures on baby. It's like Marcel just silenced us. (laughs) He was like, no more of this. Horror. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Alicia. Yes. I got to say, this is probably the one topic for the Witches Patreon that had the most questions. (gasps) Out of any topic we've ever been like, hey, guess what? We're popping into blood magic. Hey, guess what? We're popping into, I don't know, the OTO. Okay, okay. It's like, okay, gross topic, gross topic. (laughs) All of our topics are gross. And this one is about love. It is, yes. So what are you expecting vis-a-vis witchy weddings and proposals? Oh, I'm expecting to cry. Oh, good. (laughs) I want tears streaming down. I wanted to turn my dress into this kind of like wavy, watery thing. Mm-hmm. Like Kim Kardashian when she had the wet look. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, what was that, 2019? Yes. Oh, yes, exactly. And I don't know. I just want to be touched. I go to weddings, you know, for all the food and the drink. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. But also, I, you know, to feel something. Because it's the only way you can feel <laughs> anything anymore. <laughs> I'm so stop, dead to it. You stop doing all that heroin. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Kiss each other. That's it. Oh, isn't it like you raise your glass or what do you do to make them kiss? Oh, you go, you go. <laughs> and then everybody tinkles it and they're like, oh, okay. And then they have like turkey on their mouth and they go, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, with tongue. With <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Touch your, touch your boob. I whip out a cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> That's the secret tongue cowbell. That's it. That's it. That's a, a here we go. Witchy it's wedding dirty. fact number one. <laughs> it's dirty. Baby, I will give you a cowbell to be a special event at my wedding. I will wear it around my neck with pride and follow you around. Okay, so I just want to start off simple. Okay, mm-hmm. we're getting into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Start off simple. Sure, you like smooching and watching Hulu originals with someone, but are they the one? Alicia, do you believe in the one? I believe in the one and the the tens of ones. The ten, explain. The thousands of ones. Like, do you believe in like soulmates? Yeah, but like multiple. I take Mm -hmm. a Mallory Porter approach to this, you know, creative director Mallory Porter. Just like you might have one soulmate, you might have multiple soulmates, and that's okay. You might have a soulmate for this part of your life and a soulmate for the next part of your life. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. And you can 100% commit to whoever your soulmate is at that time. Absolutely. I vibe with that. I vibe with that. Vibe it. If you're ready to lock a bitch down. Oh, we ready. <laughs> because that Beyonce song is old to us. <laughs> it is. Oh, God. And it did not apply to us back then. It's time to go back to the tried and true divination of high school witches everywhere, tarot. Ooh, we love that. We got to ask him. I feel like this is why tarot was created. <laughs> To know about love. Yeah. That makes so much sense. I mean, that was a big deal back then. It was. It's like, I've got to make sure that I have my property, that I am owned by a man for safety. Because what am I going to, I'm not going to work. A woman on the open road? I don't know what to do with myself. I have one callus and it hurts. (laughs) Okay? So here's the cards you're going to want in your classic love tarot card pool. Okay? So you're saying get rid of the other ones. 
throw them away, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Stack the deck. You're going to want the two of cups. This indicates a strong bond between two people who certainly won't get locked in a, but what do you want to eat tonight, infinity loop? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're going to want the ten of cups. This card predicts a feeling of completion and harmony. Definitely not a couple who's going to fight over who took out the dog last. Love that. The four of wands. This card indicates the four stable walls of a home, a relationship, and often indicates a wedding or engagement. Not the rotting nine-year relationship that you've been holding on to since college. <laughs> Finally, the Hierophant, which is a card that represents structure, tradition, and commitments. Or maybe your fear of them. I don't know. It's a big deal. It's kind of complex. <laughs> this is what was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Attracting a proposal seemed to be the topic for the first few pages of Google. We got to lock it down. They were like, I need this now. And I don't know how to ask for what I want. So I'm going to trick someone with magic. I love this. This is a great idea. Soaps, oils, sigils, spells, all running for upwards of $900 a pop. Why are we not selling this? Because we're good people, baby. Get your Witch Yes merchandise that's now infused to get you a (laughs) husband. (laughs) It's the one with the fucking dog on it. Oh my God. Yes. It's like a sticker. It's got Artemis' face. It's a sticker. It's my cat. It's a magical love sticker. And you, of course, can buy $20 sigils and candles on Amazon, but that felt like a little bit like tacky to me it's just not gonna work you guys i don't think so yeah but if you're looking to propose you're the proposer and not the proposee Mm. here's some good and bad times to do it astrologically oh good because i love having obstacles (laughs) yeah more obstacles for people Mm -hmm. to jump through put her on a ropes course (laughs) come get me (laughs) and then you have to tarzan me back because i'm your jane yep but he has to he has to hold you in both arms and use his ass crack to swing on those <laughs> lines. Because I like a firm booty. <laughs> it is firm booty season. It's summer. I want to see everyone's booty. I would love more booty in my life, but... I should stand up for you. This is definitely showing some cheek. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a, oh, is it a dress? No, no, it is a romper. Oh, it is a cute little romper, Thank isn't it? You. I love that it color. It's getting a little camel toe. It's fun. Dusty rose. Oh, beautiful color. One day I will be just a dusty rose. Oh, I'll clean you. You don't have to be Stop. dusty. That's sweet. Okay. <laughs> That's really nice. All right. Anyway, astrologically, okay. something is bad. Okay. So here's a big guess. Mercury retrograde, good or bad? Probably fucking awful. What the fuck are you thinking? Baby witches, this is episode one shit. Mercury retrograde is not the time to be solidifying plans and making promises. We only have one more, babies. One more to go this year, which starts September 9th and clears up by October 1st. So I'm guessing either summer proposals or late fall. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Venus retrograde. I would love turn backwards. <laughs> She's spinning. Oh, it doesn't sound good. She's doing a double take. So that means it's bad. If you've been waiting for an ex to show up in your soon-to-be betrothed thoughts, dreams, and DMs just so you can pop the question, then go ahead and propose during a Venus retrograde. I just fucking dare you to. (laughs) Because the only thing going through their head and yours are going to be questions, questions, questions. And if she's retrograding in a fire or air sign, just fucking forget it. Break up. (laughs) Get out. All right. Okay. I want to talk about house transits. All right, let's do it. Because these are good. Oh, and they're always transiting. They are moving around. (laughs) Hold on. I want to sign in because... I actually did this for you already. (gasps) For me? Oh, my God. This would be great if you found my perfect proposal date. 
Well, that sounds like a Patreon mini-sode. That does sound like a Patreon. We'll do that later. So let's talk house transits. You're going to go to astro.com. Okay. Seems easy. You're going to click in the top left-hand corner, horoscopes. You'd be like, okay, you're going to tell me the future? Yes, I am. Left side of that page under where it says drawings, calculations, etc., you are going to click extended chart selection because we are getting extensive into deep down into the ocean. (laughs) Okay. So you're going to fill out your birthday info and make a little account. And then it's going to take you to a page where you can make a natal chart selection in the drop down menu where it says chart type. You're going to scroll down, boop, 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 to where it says natal charts and transit. And this is going to show you baby witch where planets are currently transiting versus your natal chart. You want to know how they've been doing this whole time being like, oh, the moon is like hitting your natal Mars right now. And it means that like, oh, you're going to get your period or something like that. <laughs> like, I just want to let you know that there are houses that are for romance and marriage and there are planets that you do not want <gasps> transiting through those houses oh, before you no. pop the question. Okay, okay, okay. So the fifth house and the seventh house are the ones that you want to keep your eyes on. The fifth house is the house of romance, fun, and creativity. It's very sexy. While the seventh house is the house of marriage and partnerships. Oh, wow. That's very serious. So planets that you're going to want to see transiting these houses are things like Venus, Jupiter, maybe the sun. Love this, love this. Things you do not want there. Saturn, (laughs) Pluto, and sometimes Mars. But Mars in the fifth house can get kind of sexy. But it can also get extremely volatile. Okay. I can see that. Alicia. Yes. Currently. What's happening? In your house. Which one? I got lots of houses. She's got so many houses. In your fifth house. Okay. The fun house. The fun house. With mirrors. Baby, you got nothing. I got- so don't don't even look at me. Don't even think about it. But in the seventh house, I'm sorry to tell you, mm-hmm. Saturn is fucking around. So you're going to feel a lot of pressure and responsibility mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to your relationships, the idea of marriage, heaviness. But it's going to transfer out of your fifth house come next year, early next year. Next year, when I get on my fucking Saturn return is when it leaves? Yeah, baby, I'm sorry. Is it in your Saturn return too? That's not fair. Hold on, let me see. Yeah, what the fuck is that about? You want to know what your nickname is in my uh, list of charts? Nunya business. <laughs> First name Nunya, last name business. Better than Nacho, I guess. I have in my fifth house, Chiron, oof, healing. That's tough. <laughs> um, but then in my seventh house of marriage, I've got Mercury, which okay. is fun. Communication. And it's going direct. Great, great. Um, but then also the sun, so like identity. Oh, wow. Why don't you just go get fucking engaged then, okay? I'm fucking trying. I've been popping that pussy. Am I, why am I the only one popping my fucking pussy in this club? Desperately sending Pinterest links to ideal locations. I'm like, let's go to the Rose Garden this weekend. No recognition. None. He's like, let's go to the Cherry Blossom Festival at the Botanical Gardens. And I was like, today is the day. And it was not the day. It was not the day. It was not the day. Oh, it's so frustrating. But you okay. looked cute. I looked So cute. if it were the day, you would have nailed it. I would. I was like wearing a mini skirt. <laughs> and it was 58 degrees outside. Oh, man. Anyway. Rough. Speaking of mm-hmm. rings. Oh. Besides the ones underneath my eyes. Amazing. From crying. 
While diamond rings are very popular for engagements and weddings, there's no rule written in stone that says that it has to be a diamond when you propose. It can be whatever you want. It can literally be a child's kiss. That's disgusting. Well, sometimes children get married. But that's not legal. Two children get married? Two children getting married? Yeah, like, I think the age of consent is, like, based on state, and, like, two 14-year-olds can get fucking married in this country. And that's sick. That's stupid. Arkansas is insane. Oh, yeah. That makes more sense. All right, so let's talk about some alternatives. Crystals and gems can be incorporated into engagement rings and wedding rings. The witchy favorite is, of course, moonstones. Moonstones are gorgeous, They are though. beautiful. They are so pretty. But you might also want to consider things like your chakra. So your heart chakra is heavenly. Uh, is heavenly. Oh. Oh. Okay. She's otherworldly Oh, she's there. nice. <laughs> no, I meant it's heavily favored by emeralds. Oh, so heart chakra, think about like what your relationship represents, mm-hmm. where you want your relationship to go. And also- Also like a Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly kind of I death ring. I don't, no, I actually, I don't want to make any big statements on this podcast, but I'm worried for her. I'm nervous about her. Yeah. It doesn't seem right. That the ring can't come off unless you chop off her beautiful finger? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Mm-mm. It's pretty metal, though. The material of the ring itself can also have magical meanings. For instance, rose gold symbolizes the divine feminine, heart expansion, and gratitude. Silver represents the goddess, and plastic represents the state of my bank account right now. Because you got all those plastic cards. Hey, (laughs) she whipping it out. She's like, this is on credit. They'll never find me. I'm going to move to England. (laughs) Just switching them out. I'm moving to Pakistan. They can't extradite me. (laughs) And finally, just like we're talking with Blessed Be Magic, you can enchant your engagement and wedding rings before the big day. So, of course, first. It is a lot of work to do it on the day. I'm going to be busy. I have a schedule. A whole schedule. Hair, makeup, toes, toes, fingies. Are you going to do open-toed shoes? Absolutely not. I think feet are disgusting. What about when your feet hurt from the shoes? Do you take them off? Absolutely. It's my wedding. It's my party. Do you want other people to take their shoes off? No, you fucking filthy animals. I want you to keep your shoes on. In my beautiful wedding? Excuse me? Okay. What? Well, wear comfy shoes, guys. Wear kids. <laughs> you came to dance, all right? <laughs> you knew what this was. You knew. It said. First, pick the attribute that you're trying to imbue the ring with, such as love, patience, and kindness, cleansing ground. Cleanse the ring and then meditate with your ring. Visualize your intention and create an affirmation. And then repeat that affirmation whenever you take the ring off and put it back on. This is definitely a before the wedding day kind of situation. Yeah, this is There's what it seems no like. way. If you're going to meditate on your wedding day, pff, not happening. <laughs> your mother-in-law's right there. <laughs> like, you better fucking perk up, okay? Get your gun. Oof. Okay, have you ever been to an engagement party? Have I been to an engagement party? I actually don't know if I have. I've only ever been to one, and I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I really like the Schmanners episodes about weddings because they're very into like, okay, this is what you do traditionally, and this is what people are up to now. And the engagement party I went to was not at all what I was told an engagement party would be. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the general overview of this whole episode should be that God is dead. And so you should just do whatever you fucking want, okay? Because people are going to tell you, you know, they're going to be like, this is who you can invite and this is how big it should be and this is what it should represent. But really, it doesn't matter. The one 
big opportunity of an engagement party is to introduce your two families to each other. Oh, it's a family thing. I well, thought this was like, I was thinking like Muncie front porch, like drinking a Colt 45. Well, like that's what I was thinking as an engagement party. Like we're wearing flannel. Everyone's wearing flannel. And is it matching or is it like? I mean, everyone can choose their own color flannel. Okay, right. You know, I would like. Diversify. My, like the important people though to be wearing a particular flannel. So you oh. know who to ask questions. See, I don't see this as a White question flannel? asking. It just where's the bathroom so I can throw up in it. Yeah. That's the question. Well, that was the kind of engagement party that I went well, that to. That sounds great. But I think that like you having family, like your idea of family can be anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if like, do you have to invite your weird fucking uncle to your engagement party just because he's family? Like, no. Like, should you invite, you could just invite friends. Also, do you have to invite your weird fucking uncle to your wedding? Because you have to. No. 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 Because it's your wedding and you're paying for that meal. This is your show. And that no one else's. So yeah, so this isn't necessarily a dry run for your wedding, but it is like a sacred and special time that you could do something really special with. Melissa Madar, who was interviewed by Vogue a couple years ago, said that for her engagement party, attendees helped her with the cleansing ritual. So this might be perfect for engagement parties because they can cleanse away any harm or baggage from previous relationships and refocus energy on the current relationship, which I feel like maybe you should have done in therapy before you got engaged. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know. But if not, bring all your friends and family to do it now. (laughs) Why not? Candles. Crystals. Crystals. Maybe a big stick Mm -hmm. to beat away evil spirits. Anyway, Mm -hmm. anyway. So we're having the parties. Yes. We've been proposed. Yeah. You've been proposed to. So now we got to get married, right? We do. We are in too deep. Okay. People have already sent gifts. They've gotten plane tickets. It's go time. And one of our patron witches asked, if there are any particular times of year that witches love getting hitched. Ooh. So you can use some of the same rules from like the proposal section of this episode, but there are also a few sabots that immediately come to mind when thinking of this question. First off, although a star is perhaps best known as a celebration of the spring equinox when there is perfect balance between light and darkness, this sabbat could also be a great time to get married. Oh, that makes sense. Springtime. Mm-hmm. Love it. I'm People down. are pale, so like you could be the Tannis one there. Oh, excellent. Celebrations of Ostara typically focus on new beginnings, abundance, and great potential. Thus, it could be a great time to celebrate the new beginning of your beautiful marriage and all of the unsinful sex you're about to have. Ooh, spring has sprung. If you'd like to incorporate some elements of Ostara into your wedding, consider adding daffodils, primrose, violets, or crocuses as part of your wedding flowers, as these are the flowers that are used for this sabbat. You could also add things like bright green, yellow, and lavender because these are like the colors of Ostara. Mm. And then because Easter was stolen (laughs) from the pagans, viciously ripped out of our hands, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, you could add eggs. So I'm thinking omelets. (laughs) (laughs) We both knew. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking wedding omelets. I fucking broke my dog. What's the one? um, Give me scrambled. Give it to me fried. I am here for all your little eggs. Eggs Benedict. That Reese's egg over there. I want all <laughs> no, your Reese's. eggs. Instead of cutting it to a wedding cake, you should cut it to the Reese's egg and you share two halves. Stop. It'd be so good though. It'd be great. And Ooh. also, I mean, I don't want to get bloated from a big piece of cake. But one big Reese's can't do any harm. You could also plan your wedding around Beltane, which is the midpoint between spring and summer. This particular sabbat calls to mind love, passion, and sexuality. And according to the ritual planner, hand fasting ceremonies are also common on this sabbat. Oh. Which we're going to get into in a minute. Okay. 
If you want to incorporate some of Beltane's traditional colors into your wedding, consider shades of yellow, pink, orange, or blue. And then using flowers like sunflowers, daisies, and elderflowers to be a part of your bouquet or part of your beautiful flower crown. Of course. Wouldn't that be so cute? And also making those together would be such like a beautiful, witchy, like magical thing to do. That would be lovely. Oh, she's got ideas. But we all know, which is love, getting married on Samhain. Oh, who's a witchy bitch? It's you. It's you. Black wedding dress? How punk. Ooh, okay. With them boots? I sort of had this idea. I'm like... Okay, are people just like really into like the veil being thin and so they can like invite their past loved ones to like the dumb supper that is their wedding? Or is it that we're past wedding season so things are much cheaper now? And it's cooler outside. Yeah, but depending on where you're at, too cold? October? I feel like fair Halloween here always sucks. Yeah. Halloween in Indiana, put on your winter jacket. Exactly. Too cold. Nobody knows that you're the Grim Reaper because you're wearing a bright lime green. Powerpuff Girl sweatshirt. Anyway, then he got the moon. New moon. Where is she? (gasps) She's hiding. Ooh. So the new moon is the start of a new moon cycle. And it's when the moon is completely dark in the sky. She is not around. Well, she's around, but you can't see her. Ooh, love that. She's a secret. Love that. This moon phase is all about new beginnings. It's time to make a fresh start and start something out on the right foot. So the new moon may be a perfect time to get married. But the full moon. Oh. The most magical of the moons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is traditionally thought to be a time when magic is at its most powerful, i.e. when you want to be doing your funky, wacky stuff. Ooh. This means that it provides a great opportunity to do rituals for love and self-care. You know, like your fucking wedding. Do you think your wedding is self-care, though? I feel like mm-hmm. everyone who's had a wedding was always like, I don't want to do this again because it's that stressful. But I feel like they're not handling a level of stress that I'm used to handling. Yeah, I think I th- mm-hmm. Are you just weak? Are you a weak bitch? My mom got married twice and she had a great second wedding. So I don't know. I guess I can just ask her. Mm-hmm. But also, I would love to be financially in a spot where I can just hire a wedding planner. Mm, that makes sense. I don't want to be like calling flower places. I need a, a Topanga situation to do that for me. Yeah. Hello, ring, ring. I'm Topanga. <laughs> That's what she sounds like. That's it. That's it. She's very pleasant. Yeah, that would definitely help. For sure. Are you guys sick of me yet? Too bad. Oh, she did all the research. I'm not talking. One of the first. <laughs> I'm here for the ride. Did you think, did you, did you guys suspect that this was going to be an exchange? This is 35% of my podcast now. <laughs> I've given up the other percentage. One of the first wedding components your guests will see are going to be the save the dates or the invitations. There are so many interesting designs and templates online for witchy wedding invitations. So there's no excuse to keep it boring. So You could do a Ouija board invitation. So like the words, the letters on the Ouija board, like spell out the information for your wedding. Oh my God. What if it doesn't though? And you have to Ouija board yourself to find the answers. And then you just, (laughs) you go to the wrong place. Or the wrong, you show up. (laughs) The wrong day. With your gift, with your your blender that you bought them. Or tarot invitations, specifically the lovers that have been personalized and feature a drawing of the happy couple, which I think is adorable, especially because they're naked. Very cute. One thing that intern Brian and better Brian have found helpful is to have the save the dates also be fridge magnets. And this just makes it easier to put it in like a visible space. Also, it's going on your fridge anyway. You may as well make it a magnet. Exactly. And then you have those other magnets for other things like pictures of me. Oh. (laughs) Just their wedding invite and then pictures of you and Dolly around it. <laughs> Just encircling it. To protect it. it. Oh, I love it. It's Great. a protection magic. Good. 
For an added elegant touch, you can seal the invitation envelopes with any color of melted wax and then use a seal to imprint any design that you'd like. I can tell. So Brian did this part of the research and that is what he did. And I think he really just wanted us to like affirm that he was doing like a really cool job. I mean, it looks fucking awesome. You wouldn't know, but it looks really cool. Okay. Well, did you see my video of it? I saw a picture. I don't know if I watched the video. Oh, it just, it was very shiny. It's cool. One of the other big questions we had is who is in your wedding party? Do you have a list? I'm revising it every day. Me too. (laughs) I'm always like, oops, somebody lost a point. Guess you're going into the general public. General invite. Just like you're out, you have to fight your way back in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've definitely taken some out and put some more back in. Yeah. So Melissa Madara, coming back in, quoted in Vogue, said, I'll be using my bridal party as my coven and we're going to be doing lots of magic together. So I like this idea of like, Mm. you're kind of creating not a secret society, but like kind of like an an order of people that are going to drink your blood maybe that night before. Pro tip though, Mm -hmm. why don't you ask yourself these questions? Who are the people that you call when you're in trouble? Who has proven themselves to be reliable? Because your bridal party shouldn't be people that you're afraid will get mad, but they also need to be people who are going to show up on time. Mm-hmm. It's like a problem. It's like, who's going to go to Canada to find Chantal with you? It's a good question. That's going to be your coven, your bridal party. Who's covering up this murder with you? Who's going and buying the suitcase? Oh, yeah. Who's starting the cult with you? Who's going to get mad at you and not find you when you've been kidnapped? <laughs> Now, bachelor parties or stag parties are an incredibly old idea held by Spartan men celebrating their groomly friend the night before his wedding. I assume that women at the time were probably being sat down by their mothers to hear what the absolute fuck that man was about to do to them. They get the banana and they get the condom and they're like, whoop. And then the girl's like, what? Like, I don't know what that means. He's going to do what to my body? Wait, it goes up? (gasps) (gasps) Spooky. The emergence of the bachelorette party is actually fairly recent. You see, before, you know, Melissa's and Tiara's and White Sashes stomped around downtown Miami, women only had bridal showers, which was a time for a woman's community to come together and give her gifts to ready her for this new phase of her life as a wife. So you can have both? Oh, you can absolutely have both. Oh, Okay. It's one of the ways that we've moved past the dowry, but not really. And all female parties are sometimes called hen parties, which I really don't like. Like the chicken? Yeah. Like a hen party because they're like. Because the guy's the cock party. Is that it? I'm assuming that's it. No, it's literally that like hen, like they're like clucking around and they're like. That's the joke against women. Who oh, hang out in oh, groups. Okay, okay. I was like, wow, this doesn't sound very feminist. But after the sexual revolution of the 1960s, women were like, we want a fucking party. Hell yeah. Fuck this. We want strippers. We want debauchery. And the bachelorette party was born. Oh. Now, for our they be witches, this agender, our non-binary night of madness and love, has recently been dubbed the bachelorette's party. Okay, but I want mine to be called that. Yeah? Can I take that? That's amazing. I mean, I don't know. It's up Bachelor to you. X, it's like, we're not going to remember tomorrow. <laughs> We're getting the big punch. We don't, we're not going to remember tomorrow. We're not going to remember today. We are going to be lost. Until next week. That's what it is. I love that. Now, I just want to come back. I want to revisit this idea of the hen party and offer some witchy alternatives. First, I have the kitten party. Here's the pros. Witches love cats. This is a simple fact. Two, the idea of kitten alludes to the idea of youth. So it's kind of like a party of youths celebrating the last night before one of them transitions into another form. Okay. A werewolf. Yes. Yes. Three. Have you seen a Kim walk around? They are drunk. (laughs) 
They need some water. That's cute. Could wear like little cat ears like you're at like Coachella and it would be very cute. And then meow mosas. Meow mosas. It's like a mimosa, but it's like a little key cat mimosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the cons. I'm worried that it has a little bit too much emphasis on the pussy. And so like if you're a person that is not into that, like I could see that being kind of like not as accessible or not feel as good. But if you're super into the pussy, maybe a kitten party could be it. So right now I like Alicia's bachelor ex pussy P-U dollar sign dollar sign Y party. That's what I like. That and in fucking New Orleans. Going to NOLA. (laughs) Here we go. She didn't even wear a bra. She knows. And she was wearing white and it was raining. Whoops. Next up, I have the peacock party. Okay. Okay, so here's a pros. All right. Hera, the goddess of marriage, has several animals that are her wards, and one of them is the peacock. Two, peacock party is very gender fluid. Male peacocks are vibrant and colorful and have huge, beautiful tails, but they also come in ivory white varieties, which is very wedding dress, very Mm. like long veil, very like, I do take you to be my wife. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then have you seen a peacock fly around? They look like dragons. That's pretty scary. It's very magical. Yeah. Cons, I really can't think of any other than it's got cock in it. Mm -hmm. All right, here's my final suggestion. All right. New moon party. Has to be on the new moon. Maybe. I don't know. But I don't know. It's got moon energy, which Mm -hmm. I'm just like, witches, they love the moon. They're always thinking about her. Yeah. Okay, hear me out. There are the three moons of your life, maiden, mother, and crone. Mm. And it's assumed that once you get married, you'll soon enter the mother moon of your life. But one, that doesn't happen for everyone. And two, this is potentially the last moon before your big transition in your life as like someone in a marriage. A new moon party is the beginning of a new cycle and it's for manifesting something new, but it's separate from the three moons because like maiden, mother, crone, it's like crescent, full crescent. Mm -hmm. There's no new moon in that cycle. And so it's totally separate from like this relationship to fertility, to sex, to like having a womb, like none of it. And it sounds super witchy. Be like, I'm going to a new moon party. It does sound really cool. I'm worried it sounds like um, periods. No. Moon party. There's some like women that have like when their daughter has their first period. They do a moon party. Oh. They're like, I don't want people to know necessarily. About your period? Yeah, if I'm getting my first one, I'm like 11. Sucks. I'm mad about it. Yeah. I can see that. I don't know if I'd want a bunch of like old biddies being like, oh, she's a woman now. I would want that. Yeah? I think that'd be cool. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, if you ever have a kid that has periods, I'll, we'll throw it. We'll throw it. All right. Here's the other deal. Pagans love a bonfire. Fire is pretty much a part of every possible pagan holiday. They're like cocoa puffs for the stuff. Now, if you're going to play with fire, it is important that you or someone you love and trust watches that fire. Mm. In fact, you should designate a fire tender or fire keeper, which is also very witchy. This position during ceremonies and rituals is very important because the fire tender is seen as overseeing and protecting the energy of the living beings around them. In addition... I did not know this, but sacred fire should not be made with accelerants. You got to fucking Boy Scout that shit. Oh, yeah. You got to get flint. You got to get flint. You got to get, what's the other one? Wood. Wood. I don't know. Coconut husk if you're on Survivor. Mm -hmm. No lighters, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And then to close out your bachelorette's party, you could bless what you'll be wearing at the wedding the night before. Oh. You could do this thing, which I don't know how to say it. It's German. So, oots, it's Polterbend. (laughs) I don't know it's the smashing of porcelain so it's to have fun warding off evil spirits like what porcelain dolls like Like, porcelain uh, dishes dishes 
Oh, we're affording por- porcelain now. Porcelain's we actually not it. like a big deal. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like, it's just dirt. Oh. It's like, it's just, you know. All right, everyone who has porcelain, put that shit away. <laughs> it was just like a big deal when they discovered it. Put the poor shit away. You could do love spells, cleansing spells, fertility spells. Tonight is the night. Tonight is the night, And baby. I would, of course, encourage you to construct your own rituals. Make it special. It's all about you. <gasps> I'm feeling 22. I love this. All right. Before the ceremony. Okay. You're stressed. Crying. Oh, definitely. This is a big deal. Are they the one? Are the tarot cards right? He didn't buy me a ring from Blessed Be Magic. <laughs> How do I know? How do Um, I know? Yeah, I don't know. Planning and preparing for one's wedding can definitely be a stressful ordeal. And I see you, baby witch. I see you. So much of your focus may be placed on ensuring everything's perfect that you forget to engage in a little self-care. And what's better than spending a shit ton of money on some Reiki? Oh, okay. And we're getting a massage. What else are we doing? (laughs) Going to the spa? Absolutely. So you could book a Reiki session for you and your partner or just you because you are the princess. And as we discussed in a previous episode, Reiki is an energy healing technique that promotes healing, reduces stress, and calms the person through gentle touch. Should not be a lot of punching, hard, callous touch. No, no, no. It's you have your wedding. There's pictures. There are pictures. Come on. They're going to see my throat chakra. Mm -hmm. Although Reiki can be a little pricey, you're already probably spending a lot of money on other weddings and what's a little bit more debt, baby. Yeah, at this point. Come on. For more information on Reiki, be sure to listen to our previous episode. Now, the ceremony. (gasps) This is it. This is what we've all been waiting for. You have been listening to nearly an hour, probably. I don't know how long we've been recording. It's felt like an eternity. Yes. Here is what you need to know to make it witchy. I can't wait. Madara. Because we're only talking about her and her beautiful Vogue. Yes. I don't know. Interview. Yeah. Also encourages people to cleanse their ceremony space to prepare it for the ritual to come. Because you can really think about this as a beautiful ritual. What? You're what is that? I'm scowling because I'm just thinking how much more the space is going to cost if I have to get it early enough to cleanse it before everyone arrives. And then I have to get ready. That's crazy. You're You're not cleansing it. You're, oh, someone else is cleansing You're it? hiring somebody else. I'm there cleansing it. Oh, never mind. Baby. Oh, you get the coven. <laughs> That's why you, you got- send the coven. Your fucking, your pussy riot friends or whoever, your P-U dollar sign, dollar sign pussy <laughs> My pussy party. parties out there. Yeah. Okay, good. Cleansing the space could involve saging, using magical sprays, ringing a little bell, screaming. I don't know. Whatever it is, cleanse the space. Goodbye, spooky spirits. Love it. Be sure- This is a very helpful note. Be sure to check with your venue to make sure anything you do is okay. Because if they're like, this is vintage marble flooring from the 1600s, please do not put your lemon witch spray on it. But rub all your sage into it. (laughs) As far as officiants, it's really easy to get ordained online and plenty of people will pay to have someone they know get ordained. Marcel got ordained. Did Fabio pay for it? I don't know who paid for it. Seems like a question a best friend should ask another best friend. (laughs) You can also call your local metaphysical store and ask if they know anyone within their network who is ordained. And if they can't help you, they might know someone local who can. So if you're like, I want somebody that's like actually a priest of some kind or like some kind of like anarchist. And that's not the word. Alchemist. I don't Mm -hmm, know. I'm just mm -hmm. someone that would dress up as like Aleister Crowley. Okay, great. And be able to do the blood cat ritual that you're looking for 
Better than Gerald Gardner because they're just naked. Hey, everybody. You can have whatever wedding you want. It's your day. It's your day, baby. Other rituals, asking Hera, the goddess of marriage, to bless your union. Honoring the four elements or the four cardinal directions. Left, right, center. I don't know. Performing a binding spell to bind your two hearts and souls together. And speaking of binding, (gasps) the most often asked question in the Patreon was about hand fasting. Have you heard of this? I have heard about it. I feel like we mentioned it one time on the pod. Wait, when? A long time ago. God, I'm having so many seizures. That's okay. Fucking blackout. Me too, but tell us because we don't remember. So the hand fasting ceremony has its roots in ancient Celtic tradition and dates as far back as 7,000 BC. That's a long time ago. Oh, before that guy. That little boy. (laughs) In ancient Ireland, when two people chose to be married... They were brought together to have a braided cord or ribbon tied around their hands in the presence of a priest. This act merely acknowledged the pair's engagement. This was not a marriage ceremony. This is an engagement ceremony, which typically ran the length of a year. The engagement, not the ritual. That's a long time. I was like, I thought it was the marriage. I was like, oh, just one and done. Okay. Off to a new husband. Yeah. We we have a small population and we need to make sure there's more babies that are not related. (laughs) After that year, you could come back and be like, yeah, I really want to fuck this person the rest of my life or nah, I really don't want to fuck this person the rest of my life and be unengaged. It's like a try before you buy. It really is. Ooh, okay. This has since been converted into like a contemporary pagan wedding tradition, but plenty of secular weddings hand fast as well. First, you got to get your materials. Your materials are some ribbon, traditionally, or cord. But couples may use strips of cloth from something sentimental. I saw someone say using organic material from your florist. You could wrap your hand in like reeds or something. Ivy. Ivy. Ooh. <gasps> Thorns. Because <gasps> we're in love forever. <laughs> Together. Forever. Together. Together. Forever. You can also add charms to the end of the cords like horseshoes, seashells, and beads. You can use as many pieces as you like, but traditionally people use three strips, which symbolize you, your partner, and the life that you're creating together. And the pieces should be about a yard in length so you can wrap it around your hand a couple times. All right, you're at the altar and your sweetie is there together. Your officiant pulls out this big piece of rope. How do you hold your hands? How do you think? How would you, like if we're getting hand fasted, how would you hold my hand? Oh, okay. Um, you're, you're next to me. Like a firm handshake. Coming in. <laughs> Coming, Coming in hot. Like a, hello, Mr. Trump. Yeah, but like soft hands, like dainty fingers. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I want you to consider one thing. (laughs) You're fucking wrong. (laughs) No, 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 no. Uh, Because a lot of people were like, you can do it this way, you can do it that way, you can do it this way. I want you to consider when you turn around and you leave and you walk back down the aisle with this fucking rope knotted around your hands. Oh, there's something. Oh. How do you oh, want to stand? Yeah, you keep oh. it on. How do you want to be standing? Like if you were doing handshake, Mr. President, mm-hmm. then how do you walk down the aisle? We would have to do like a an oopsie doozy turn. Yeah, you'd have to be like, or like hand around the waist, mm-hmm. something like that. Why don't you um, just tie a rope around both of our waists and the officiant brings us down like cattle? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just shooting ideas. I'm brainstorming. Okay. What about? Okay. Hand fast, but it's around the ankles, three-legged race down the aisle, and anyone who catches us gets married next. <laughs> Instead of the bouquet. <laughs> yeah. You throw the bouquet in their face like a weapon. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All um, right. Great. Great. Anyways. Yeah. So in the medieval tradition, the couple is supposed to be tied together until midnight, 
but you can take it off after the ceremony or wear it throughout the day, though that might make navigating the reception a little bit difficult Mm -hmm. and also maybe eating and like, you know, dancing. Um, But when you do remove it, it's encouraged that you slip out of the hand fasting. You don't untie it because that undoes like the magical beauty. Oh, I see. I see. So you're supposed to slip it out and then some people keep it intact and like hang it on. What if they had like Chinese finger traps you? (laughs) You can't slip out. I mean, you made a commitment. (laughs) You said forever. You signed your name in the devil's book. So this is it. (laughs) Right now. Beautiful. Typically, the officiant is the one who hand fasts the couples, but couples are now having members of their family assist in the nodding. So I was a part of a hand fasting ceremony with one of my best friends, Leah. Mm -hmm. She had us pick out the cords together, me and her, and, and the best man and Jake picked out their cords, and then we laid the cords on top of their hands and then the hand fasting happened through the officiant so it's kind of like you can create a whole situation that's cool a lot of moving parts next up broom jumping brooms yes broom jumping has a confusing past which is the kind of messy business that i love so let's talk about it let's do it after the i do's you turn to your wedding goers a broom or besom is placed in front of you you hold hands with your beloved and you jump from one side of the broom to the other married boom That makes it official. Oh. Where this practice comes from is where it gets a little bit murky. So some research points to the broom jumping coming from West Africa. Brooms are waved around a couple's head to ward off any evil spirits, and the broom is placed on the ground, and then they jump. And there's sort of like a joke, like a, I don't know, a little marriage joke, that whoever jumps the highest over the broom is going to be the head of the household. So you better start doing the squats now. Yeah. Because it is a competition. Get on that trampoline. Just start working out. Come on, it's summer. You you go there the night before and you put like a little trampoline below where you're going to do the jump. Oh. And then you do a super jump. Smart. And fucking butt blast it. And you like basketball hoop it. Bam. <laughs> Jordan. You fucking basketball dunk your beloved. Yes. What's up, Bugs Bunny? Boop, boop. There is some research that says that this practice is Romani in nature, specifically Romani communities living in Wales. The church, apparently, allegedly, did not recognize Romani marriages in Wales. And so they had to hold besom weddings where they would jump over the broom to get married. But because they were not legally married in the eyes of the church, they get divorced really easily. <laughs> but I get this, just jumping the other way. On the so other you have s- to keep the broom. Well, it's like you keep the broom. I think it's, kind of, I don't know if it's a community broom, but it seems like, so you jump forward to get married, but then you jump backwards to For get regret. unmade. <laughs> For shame. And then all your children have to like choose what side of the broom they want to stay with over the set, like who gets weekends, yeah. you know. It's a whole broom situation. Now here's a rough one. Okay. Because marriages between enslaved people in the U.S. were not recognized or in many cases allowed, people would perform wedding ceremonies via broom jumping in the U.S. Oof, yikes. And some black Americans perform this ritual today to pay homage to their ancestors' act of defiance in the name of love. Well, I love that. That's beautiful. Some people feel that they don't want to attach their love to just a really dark, horrible traumatic time in their history yeah and so it really depends on what you're comfortable with and what this you know broom jumping means to you and so I'm just going to give you that information and you can decide do you want to do besom jumping is it in alignment with your values or your heritage or your history it's good to know both sides now 
Bitch, you're married. <gasps> it's time we to eat some cake. It. Finally. Oh, let's get out of this dress and get into our party dress. Because you're so rich that you can have two dresses. Um, <laughs> here's just like some cute little ideas for your reception. Tarot card table numbers. Love that. Adorable. Crystal place cards. So having cute. Tarot readings at your reception, which could be fun and unique. This might be especially great if like you're having a cocktail hour before dinner is served. And so people are just kind of like mingling around and like, I don't know what to do. And then you have me come out and I'm like the swami. Ooh. And I have like, you know, a big spooky cape. And I'm like, ooh, let me read your fortunes. Amazing. Now, instead of a guest book, you could also have guest sign wishing stones, which is adorable. And also what the Bryans are doing. Aww. These stones are smooth river stones that you and your sweetheart could gather yourself or you could simply buy them at your local craft store. Guests sign these stones with their wishes for your new life together or with words of wisdom like, don't fuck around. Just be sure to use an extra fine point marker. Aw, that's so cute. All right, people are drunk. They're full. It's time to go. Oh. So there is sort of all of this talk back and forth about whether you should throw rice at the couple as they leave. It's a blessing ceremony, but it's also a fertility ceremony. But a lot of people say that rice isn't good for the environment and it's Mm -hmm. not good because birds and pigeons will come. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of like science back and forth, whether or not that's true. But I would say better safe than sorry. Throwing lavender at a couple as they leave the end of the festivities could be a really great way to create kind of a witchy moment. But I would say, you know, look at the rest of your ceremony. Sparklers, candles, more sage, another club, another club, plain, you know. I love this. And lavender, it's like, it won't hurt you. No. Not, not like that big chunk of rice that just goes straight into your eye. Yeah, that's what I was kind of like, oh, my skin. Yeah, I feel like it hurt a little hair. bit. Oh, yeah, it's in your hair. Yeah, you're going to find. Lavender in your hair, it's like, oh, it's just some plant. Rice, it's like rice why is rice in my hair i can't even cook this now yeah now it's like dirty i'm sweating it was in your hand yeah and then i wanted to offer the secret to a happy marriage what do you think makes a happy marriage alicia communication and that ass this one right here that one right there baby what do you think tara maintenance what does that mean sometimes you guys she needs a mechanic partner maintenance (laughs) i don't know i don't know i think like respect and the knowledge that long-term relationships change and allowing your partner to be who they are and who they need to be mm-hmm. and love them no matter what. Mm-hmm. And also probably a lot of money. Yeah. I think that makes for a happy marriage, but not too much. You can't just have money. All right. I'm going to call an expert. Phone a friend. Hi, Kara. Hi, Papa. How are you? Uh, doing pretty good. I had a request. Would you be on my podcast for a minute? Sure. Okay. You're on it right now. We're doing an episode about weddings, and I wanted to ask you what the secret to a happy marriage is. Wait, first question. Are you happy in your marriage? <laughs> yes, I'm happy in my marriage. And how many years married? How many years married? 32 years, June 30th. Damn, Papa. Okay, what's your secret? What's the secret to, like, besides having a beautiful wife and a wonderful family and, you know, I said lots of money, but I don't know if that's true. <laughs> no, <laughs> I actually thought about this recently. Really? So, so yes, I've got I've got an answer that I've actually thought about because I was in the presence of a young couple who's getting married today down in Mexico. It's uh, oh my cousin, cousin cousins of yours, Andrew and Karen, out there in California, 
And I was wondering what would I tell them if they asked me this question. So y'all excited? I'm really excited. We were literally like on that. Also, did they ask you? No, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the tension but is I'm killing us. Ready. <laughs> One of the things I learned is don't give unsolicited advice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That also might need to fit in there with your spouse. Don't give unsolicited <laughs> So what I thought about was to kind of describe the marriage as like walking down a pristine beach. There's very happy times. The beach is beautiful. The water is wonderful. It's very picturesque and you're, you feel all the love in the world. And then the tide rolls out. And often it can expose some wonderful things, really beautiful things that you didn't see. And that happens in your marriage, you know, when, when you grow and you change, you, you discover things that can be really cool and very exciting, like a really beautiful shell or some other things that, uh, that are revealed, maybe old coins from a shipwreck. And then sometimes when the tide rolls out, it exposes garbage. <laughs> just trash and that's kind of like your marriage every now and then the tide rolls out and you've got baggage and garbage and an old scummy shoe and and stuff that isn't all that pleasant to look at but if you can work together to kind of say the tide will roll back in and it's going to be beautiful and you stick it out and longer than sometimes you think you can it becomes a wonderful life you pull out your you're like i've got note cards so love is like a beach it's a beach sometimes beautiful and you walk together and you see sunsets and sometimes you see a pair of false teeth after the <laughs> like, that's oh, late that's later on that's the the 40 the 40th anniversary yeah. Yeah, maybe something like that or, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of garbage out there. We all got garbage. Mm-hmm. We carry around with us. So. Oh, well, I hope that helps your podcast. Thank, thank you so much. This was, I was like, God, I hope he answers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hope, hopefully that makes sense. I was kind of thinking, you know, and applying that to, to me and your mom. And I, I think mm. it's true. I love you so much. Can I call you back this weekend? Are you going to be busy? Can be around? Oh, no, no, no. We're going to be around. No okay, problem. Call cool. me back. I love you. It's so nice to hear your voice. Love you too. Hi, Alicia. Take care. Hi. Thank you, Papa. Bye. I love you. Bye-bye. Oh, that was very sweet. I'm going to have your dad do a speech at my wedding. Yeah. He should officiate. <laughs> He'd be so good. Oh, he's wonderful. I, there have been so many times where I've like tried to start up, actually start a, like an advice podcast yeah. with him and because um, he, he has such a good voice, but I can never keep it going. Also, he's very busy. Maybe yeah. when he retires. Okay. We're wrapping up. Last question. Last Patreon question. What are the marriage and divorce rates for pagan religions versus other religions? Oh, the pressure is on, you guys. I was like, we have to perform to prove them wrong. We have to fudge the numbers. (laughs) Love is (laughs) like a beach, you guys. (laughs) Now, admittedly, there's not a lot of dedicated research on Wicca or pagan divorce rates. Usually witches get wrapped up with like other fringe religions so they get put in other Ah, not like specifically witchy or pagan is it christian jewish and other is that it well there was muslim buddhist hindu sikh jehovah's witnesses anyway 
the Pew Research Center did include a distinction when they did research on religion and divorce rates and noted that divorced pagans made up less than 1% of their sampling, but I can't find out how large that sampling is. So I'm going to throw some percentages at you. Mm -hmm. Atheists and Mormons came up right behind that at 2%. 2% divorce rate. Okay. Buddhists with a 4.5%. Okay. Hindus come in at 5%. Still low numbers. Exactly. Sikhs come in at 6%. American Muslims come in around 8%, followed by Jewish and Jehovah's Witnesses at 9%. American Catholics slam dunk into third place with 19%. Wow, that jumped like so... That- was jumped 10%. Though, the number changes based on whether or not you are raised Catholic per- versus practicing Catholic. It's kind of like, I'm ethnically Jewish or I'm a practicing Oh, fun. Jewish Pagans person. get put in other, but yeah. <laughs> we can differentiate between our Catholics. Second place is awarded to born-again Christians at 31%. That's just silly. Who want you to also know that they have the highest marriage rate at 84%. Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. And then the king of the castle, the divorce lawyer's favorite customer and arguably one of the least homogenous groups there are, the Protestants with a divorce rate of 51%. Wow. Like you are mostly getting divorced. You are more getting divorced than getting married. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. What does that mean, you guys? That says something. I think it kind of does. It and says I, something. I think it's important to note that a lot of things come into play when we're talking about these statistics. So it's like social pressure, cultural expectations, reactions to unwanted pregnancies and premarital sex, cultural views about age, people getting married really young, mm-hmm. people getting being allowed the time to figure out their fucking lives and going to college. Does your religion have a huge emphasis on family or children or is like divorce a huge taboo? Like, yeah, maybe the Mormons have a really low divorce rate, but that's because they're getting celestial marriages, you know, like they can't get divorced. It's in the stars. It's in space. Atheists and Mormons have a 2% divorce rate, but I think it is for very different reasons. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's witchy marriages, guys. Dude, that was cool. What a slam dunk to end this on. Thank you. Boom. I love that. Any last words? I am very excited for everyone's wedding this year. Mm-hmm. I am will be a great wedding guest. Invite me to your wedding. I have jokes. I can talk to any auntie. I politely clap when need to. Oh, you have a joke that needs to land? Get ready for the biggest laugh of your fucking Oh, yeah. Life. Tara's there. Tara's got you. And I will always judge your catering. Always. I have very specific dietary needs, so if you could at least give me a special plate, that would be helpful. <laughs> I don't want to be fucking blowing ass. That's fair. That's fair. All right, and because I said blowing ass. We're going to blow right into... Which is in the news. Oh my gosh, thank you for coming. Oh my gosh. Let's bring it down. I'll bring you get so down. But we're only going to talk about one thing today, because we talked about you know, the joy of love and marriage and everything, like really nice and exciting. So I had to ruin it. It was just part of me. I just You're had gone to. for a month. So I had to come back with a punch and I have a bunch of Google alerts of other witchy things in the news and I haven't gotten to it yet, you guys. I'm busy. I'm busy, okay? I'm Excellent. doing my best here. This is my one contribution, all right? Today we're going to talk about gun violence. We're going right in. You ready? I, uh... Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. You drink some coffee, perk up. I want your attention, everyone. We're so, here. We're present. Today, it is Wednesday, June 8th. Of course, the Uvalde school shooting, the elementary school shooting, was on May 24th. So it hasn't been that long. But since that time, there have been 33 mass shootings since May 24th. This is June 8th. This is stupid. 
This is fucking dumb. And as of this year, on today's date, because by the time we release this next week, that statistic could completely change. And of course, this is very much in the United States. There have been 246 mass shootings since the beginning of 2022, which is a stupid amount. And mass shooting meaning more than four people. And in 2021, there were 692 mass shootings, which was 66% higher than the number in 2019. Because, of course, 2020 was a little bit of a wash. That was a weird year for everyone. And, you know, we've thought and prayed this up and down. So I wanted to come in and tell you, like, some real actionable things you can be doing to support the fight against gun violence. Number one, you can engage your friends to take a stand against gun violence. You can just, like, talk about it. Because it's so, you know, it's very sad, of course. But also, it's something we need to be talking about. Mm -hmm. Because it's fucking crazy. We're still talking about this mass shooting from elementary school kids, which, of course, devastating. But there have been 33 other mass shootings since then. Like, it's kind of insane. Number two, you can join a local gun violence protection organization. Visit States United to Prevent Gun Violence, the national umbrella organization for state gun violence prevention organizations. I know that's a lot of words to find a group in your state. So they are called Prevent Gun Violence. That's literally all you have to type into Google. And then you can find one by choosing your state. Three, you got to contact your elected representatives and demand that they support and advocate for effective gun violence prevention legislation. So you got to call your U.S. Senator and representative via the U.S. Capitol switchboard at, here's a phone number, 202-224-3121. And this is what you can tell your elected representative to do. Disarm all domestic abusers. They don't need them. They don't need them. Uh, Fool me once, but fool me twice. Come on. This is stupid. Fund local violence prevention and intervention programs. You think something might be up? Let's have an intervention program. Get in there before something happens. Exactly. Require background checks for all gun sales, which it seems like, duh. And it seems like, why don't they do that? But it is way too easy to get a gun. And like I've had examples from my past of knowing people who were able to get guns very quickly and like quick succession when they were at a mental place where they should not have had a gun at all. Tell your representative we need to ban assault weapons and high capacity ammunition magazines. Why are we the public able to get that? You don't need this many bullets. No. The only reason you're trying to have this many bullets is to do a lot of shooting. Exactly. And make extreme risk protection orders available in every state. So these are the red flag laws where if there's someone in your life who owns a gun and think might be susceptible to violence or using the gun, you can enact this red flag law and kind of like take their guns away for the time being until they get better. And then they can have them back. Very easy. You can also, because I know it's a very like political issue, like the left, the right, blah, 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 blah. But I saw today on NPR that 83% of gun owners want more legislation around gun violence like they want things to be in place so that they can keep their guns and it be safer and this has also become just a public health issue gun programs actually prohibited the cdc from tracking gun violence until 2019 where they finally got funding again which of course 2020 happened so they weren't able to really get the statistics they needed yet but it's not just about left or right red or blue it's like It's about public health. It's about you not being afraid that you're going to the grocery store and you might die. Like, it's crazy. And of course, you can donate to every town or to the Violence Policy Center. And then once again, for your representatives, that is 202-224-3121. And I'm sorry to bring the mood down, 
but you know all wonderful actionable things to do and like we absolutely have to do something Mm -hmm. like you can't put your head in the sand you can't go off to la la land this is happening in our communities yeah everywhere everywhere no one is safe everybody's like oh I didn't think it would happen in my town guess what it's going to happen in your town exactly another thing I also want to add Mm -hmm. is you can text resist bot you can get their five digit code off the internet and they will connect you with your local state and federal representatives and you can just write you can text out a little thing and they'll print that out and mail it and you could just fucking mail bomb. I your, love that. Maybe bomb's not the right word. No. I think you could just over mail. <laughs> you could just chain letter this shit, pull a CIA, chain yep. mail the whole US government. Get rid of these fucking guns. Yeah. Protect people. Limit them. Just, you know, make the world safer for yourself and everyone else. And I think a thing that we don't talk about is that people that own guns, yeah, they use it on other people, but they also use it on themselves. Yeah. And people that are not well or in a safe place should not have access to those guns they should have access to better mental health care support systems they do not need these you know ak-47s to go off and just like wreak havoc it's silly it is it's crazy and that has been witches in the news thank you you're welcome thank you all it's being a good citizen is probably one of the best ways to be a witch yeah I agree. Now we're moving into our final segment. One of our Patreon witches asked for a spell to make sure that they never get married again. (laughs) And baby witches, you might be surprised to know that there are not many spells for this purpose. So I made one. Really? Okay. I've combined the elements of a banishing, cleansing, protecting, and warding spell from the Elemental Encyclopedia from Judica Isles. So here's your shopping list, baby witch. That we're never so getting married funny. We're not doing it. No, we're going to be smarter this time. We are never, ever getting back together. <laughs> never. Here's what you need. Chopped bay laurel leaves. Black pepper. Easy. Cayenne pepper. Easy. Sea salt. Easy. Dried hydrangea blossoms. Do not eat this or let your pets near this. It is poisonous. Okay, not as easy. Eucalyptus leaves, twigs, bark, or dried eucalyptus. You can get it at wherever else you're getting these weird things. A bowl that you don't mind fucking with a little bit. You don't need that bowl today. A black candle and, of course, a lighter to turn on the candle. Brown paper or something to write with. String and, believe it or not, turnips. Love that. Just a fucking wild card. I know it's long, but go back and listen at... 0.5% and you can hear me sound really drunk (laughs) (laughs) all right baby witches cleansing ground it's time to do some big witch work Ooh, okay the eucalyptus tree is said to have banishing properties if you have access to a tree go ahead and snag some leaves twigs and loose bark ask permission from the tree of course we're polite neighbors Mm -hmm. toss them in a pot and cover them with water bring that water to a boil and let it simmer gently for an hour if you don't have access to a tree You can use dried eucalyptus, which you can buy online. Pour boiling water over the dried eucalyptus and let it sit until the water cools. While your eucalyptus soup is cooling, you're going to combine your chopped bay laurel leaves, black pepper, cayenne pepper, sea salt, and dried hydrangea that you are not eating (laughs) into a small bowl. If you need to, you can smash that shit up with a mortar and pestle. This is your banishing powder. Poof. Light your black candle. On the brown piece of paper, write the feeling, habit, act, or person that you want to banish and be very precise because this is big, big girl magic. Mm -hmm. You want to banish love? Probably not because your friends and your family and we at Witch Yes, we love you. Do not be banishing love. No. 
That's a silly one. Take your piece of paper and smoosh its face down into your banishing powder. Just really like, ugh. You're going to cover that sucker up. Then you just fucking lean into those nasty feelings. Your black candle has probably been going for a while, so it's got some nice liquidy wax at the top. They're going to pour all over your burned intention. Repeat this pouring process as many times as you like until you have a decent-sized mass of wax and banishing powder. Ah. You're just making a disgusting black blob. It's like sludge. Yeah. yeah. The, the anti-love. The hot, hot hate you have in your heart. Yes. Allow the wax to cool, remove it from its bowl, and then wrap the mass with string nine times. Then you bury that fucker somewhere deep and away from your house. Six feet. Six feet in the ground. (laughs) By the time you're back from your local park where you buried all your weird witchy shit, your eucalyptus water is probably ready to strain. Keep the water. Again, that's the magical part. The water. If you have a bath, add this water to a warm bath. If you have a shower, take it into the shower with you. Dip a washcloth into it and wash your entire body. This is going to cleanse you of any residual leftover from your ritual, but also evil ties, hooks, chakra hooks, bad addictions, bad habits, and bad company. Now you might be asking, Tara, why did I buy these turnips? To shower with, I hope. New fun buddies. (laughs) My new boyfriend. (laughs) All right, baby witch, these turnips are your insurance policy. And it sounds insane, but allegedly, historically, Turnips are the anti-love food. Judica said to set a dish of turnips between an unwanted suitor and send them on their way. And finally, baby witch. A suitor comes to you and you just give them turnips and you're like, leave Get me. away with ye. <laughs> baby witch, I just want you to know that I love you and I want whatever you think is best for you. But people don't know what is best for you unless you tell them. So I would say the best spell for never getting married again is telling people that you never fucking want to get married again. And if you decide you want to date and you date people who also don't want to get married, that's great. State your boundaries, honor your boundaries, protect your boundaries. And always carry turnips. All right. Anything else, baby? No, I think this was a great episode. Yay. I'm so glad. I had so much fun. You did great. Thank you. I loved it. My body hurts. (laughs) I will never speak again. We would like to thank Marcel Perez, our producer, Mallory Porter, our creative director, Brian Rainey, our resident intern and research and wedding expert, and Kevin McLeod for the music we use in the intro and the outro each week. I'd really like to thank anyone who's written an Apple Podcast review or subscribed to our channels on Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get podcasts. Head over to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. You gotta write something. Apparently that's important to the algorithm. And it costs you nothing, and it literally means everything. Yeah, it's very easy. And it's nice for us. And if you want to find me, I'm on Instagram at Alicia Period Herder. And if you want to find Tara, I'm on Instagram at Her Lovely Face. And that's my art Instagram. Or you can go to my private Instagram, which is underscore Little Moss. And that's where I mostly post photos of my dog. I love that. Oh, and nice. if you want to see the podcast on Instagram, we're at Witch Yes. Share an episode in your stories, tag us, and we'll feature you in our stories. We also have Witch Yes, the Facebook coven, our Discord server, which, which is, is adorable popping all the time they're so wonderful they're all best friends and if you don't like the socials you can always contact us via email at witchyespodcast at gmail.com you can also find us on patreon five dollar patreon which is and above are getting two extra episodes a month which makes this a weekly podcast ten dollar and above get access to our close friends list and more plus they're gonna get early access to like lots of cool shit they ask questions for the upcoming episode so they knew that this episode was coming out for about a month (laughs) um so yeah look out for those goodies and once again, this episode was brought to you by Blessed Be Magic, and you can use the code WITCHYES15 for 15% off. 
at blessedbemagic.com. That's magic with a CK. Boom, baby. And this has been Witch Yes. Bye. Bye. Happy summer. <laughs>